biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset, holistic health. This is a show about getting better every single day. I'm on a mission, guys, to help over a million people get healthy and lose weight. Why? Because when you lose weight and get healthy, you have higher self-esteem. You have more self-confidence. And that person goes out and crushes their goals and starts living the highest version of themselves. And then they have way more impact on the world. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. I am super excited to have Samantha Skyring on the on the show today. She's a single mom, entrepreneur, and the founder of Oryx Desert Salt. Samantha, welcome to the show. Fantastic. Thank you. From down in the very tip of Africa in Cape Town. Yeah. I am super blessed to have you on the show and just super excited. You know, we just met recently serendipitously at the biohacking, or I call it the biohacking. I guess now it's called, um, what is it called? It's not the biohacking. Upgrade Labs. The Upgrade Labs conference. Yeah. And we got a chance to connect there and you were blowing my mind about salt and I thought I knew enough about salt, I, 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 but I, apparently I didn't. So, um, you know, I'm curious for you, like, how did you get started, like, you know, becoming passionate about salt and like, why has it become now like your life's mission to like educate people about salt and this specific salt? Amazing. So, um, I, I mean, life, I love life in res- retrospect. I love the journey and watching how, how one's life sort of weaves a pathway. Um, so actually before Oryx Desert Salt, I had an NGO, um, which was called 20,000 Drums, and we ended up workshopping 30,000 children around the country. Um, it was called Transformation Through Celebration, and um, and it was profound as well an amazing seven years of my life and then there was a financial crash so I was I was looking for something new to do and a, a friend of mine had discovered the salt after he had gone on a mission to find a food product with a spiritual quality to it mm. and salt is in the bible 49 times it's in every religion it's in every culture there's so much tradition and history and magic and alchemy around salt um so he was actually selling it overseas in bulk and he didn't really want to put the the time and effort into South Africa he thought that South Africa was too small and I'd started using the salt and I I knew that I and I'd gifted it to some friends and we wanted more we wanted to be able to to go to the shop and purchase it and I really believe that's part of the magic because I think if a beautiful product comes from a country it's really important that the people of that country have access to it and it doesn't get sent overseas so um and so my and so i started packing grinders on my dining room table and and then last yeah. year we launched nationally in whole foods after 12 years yeah, <laughs> yeah. so cool okay now I didn't really, well, I did kind of know a little bit about this. And I want to just tell you like my salt journey, I was on whatever regular table salt. And then, Mm. you know, and then when I got into the bulletproof lifestyle, I learned about this thing called Himalayan pink salt. This was all the rage at the time. Mm. This is like 10 years ago. And I go, oh, we, well, we got to, we got to switch. We got to switch from the regular table salt to Himalayan because it's better. It's got more minerals. And then I learned over time, like uh, Himalayan may not be the best. And so I switched to Celtic sea salt. So this has been my journey. Now all I've done is Celtic. Mm. 
Then I meet you and you're like, well, all of those are trash. So, none. <laughs> so, so tell me, so tell me why, you know, tell me why, like the majority of all these salts that we're accustomed to is really probably not beneficial for our health. And like, what's going on with the Himalayans, the Celtics and all these other mm-hmm. salts that are on the market that really is separates, you know, that from Oryx. Yeah. So I, I would first like you to like to honor Himalayan salt because it did exactly that. I think it has switched on the majority of people off table salt um, and table salt in my next life. When I <laughs> have the capacity, I'm going to take on the governments. I don't believe should be legal to be on shelf. Wow. And if it is on shelf, it should be in the domestic, you know, next to the bleachers, and it's good for your red wine stains, um, and it should be called sodium chloride with 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 chemicals. Mm. Um, it isn't salt. It's not a balanced mineral with the 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 minerals and trace elements that it's supposed to have, the essential minerals. Um, and so, table salt is in essence industrial salt. Um, so PVC plastic C stands for chloride. So salt is a binding agent, and so it goes into paint and plastic. Um, and that's why it's so important for us because it's actually a, it's a medium, and salt is essential for our, our brain chemistry, for our neural pathways to fire and connect with one another. That, that little, the, the medium in which our neural pathways are, um, salt is the connector and for our digestion. So Himalayan, beautiful, it's pink, and we all went, wow, especially the women, it's so pretty. Let's yeah. put it on the table. And and so it created an, an amazing global awareness. So I really felt feel like it had a, um, a an important job in the place of almost consciousness and consciousness of upgrading our food and our choices. And it also put um, gourmet salt as a category. Um, it created gourmet salt as a category because now, oh, wow, you can get salt not from the Himalayas. It's actually from Pakistan, but Pakistani salt doesn't have the same exotic ring to it. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, um, but, and it is mineral rich. And so it, it, you know, it really was an important part of the journey of salt, so to speak. Um, so off table salt, onto Himalayan salt, sea salt, Again, um, 50, 100 years ago, when we weren't an industrial, you know, globalized planet, and um, there wasn't the industry that there is today, um, and there wasn't the pollution that there is today, um, I think there's about 1 billion tons of effluent that's dumped into the oceans annually by the cruise ships. Um, uh, They did a test, I mean, there are various tests that one can research, but there is one particular one. They tested 20 salts. Um, they tested um, 39 salts from 20 countries around the world. And 90% of them were found to have microbead plastics in them because of the damage and because of all of our packaging. And we're eating our waste now. It's quite a, mm. it's quite a shocking reality. Um, and then, they, of course, there was the, the Fukushima nuclear radiation disaster, which is still ongoing. Wow. And that's leaching out into the oceans. And the oceans are a beautiful living body of water. And it's, so everything is moving. Nothing is static in the oceans. So sea salt, what, whatever you draw up from the oceans and, and sun dry, there's going to be some, some contaminant of some sort in there. Um, and um, it's not a new awareness, but uh, it, it seems to be um, 
uh, I seem to be more aware of it at the moment is, you know, all water has got memory. Um, I'm mm. not sure if you, you're aware of Dr. Masiru Morto's uh, yeah. work, the crystalline structure of water and, and words and how important it is to take care of you know, our own thoughts because it's actually affecting our, our biology. Yeah. And so there's moisture in salt. There's moisture in this beautiful desert salt and there's moisture in, in the oceans. And so there's been so much dumped in the oceans Sea salt for me doesn't have that pure vibration and it isn't it isn't clean anymore. Um, so it still would have the minerals and trace elements, but it's got a whole lot of other things, which um, um, I've become a salt snob. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and I'd, I'd love to share with you where this um, beautiful, so this is um, uh, Oryx Desert Salt. And it comes from, um, and we've got um, we've got grinders and um, and uh, and refills. Um, so yeah, it comes from the desert. It's it's not sea salt. And there's a beautiful region north of South Africa, also into Botswana and Namibia, the neighbouring countries. And it is nine million hectares, and it's quite hard wow. to comprehend. Yeah. But if you imagine one and a half times the size of Texas. That is the size of the Kalahari Desert. And that still fits inside the Kalahari Basin, which is 2.7, must be 2.7 billion. It's three times the size of, um, uh, of the Kalahari Desert. And inside that space is our beautiful 20 square kilometer, 20 square miles. Sorry, I've got to keep converting. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And, um, and what they discovered underground was a 55 million ton salt lake the salt lake is fed by underground rivers three rivers that flow 100 and 300 feet underground mm. and they flow through rock strata that have been tested they call dwika the type of rock strata and they've been tested at 280 to 300 million years old so they are ancient pristine pure and as these rivers flow through these ancient rock strata they pick up the vital minerals and trace elements together with the salt we draw it up onto the salt pan, and when we do, that salt water has not been touched by humans. And for me, that's quite profound and very rare on the planet these days. And then at sunrise in the Kalahari in summer in four weeks, so it goes through a whole lunar cycle. It has the desert wind, and the it reaches up to 120 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's got this very hot desert sun. Um, and we harvest it, we pack it. The, the coarse granules in the grinder um, are literally raw coarse off the salt pan and put through a sieve just to get the two to four millimeter crystals. And 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 that's this beautiful pure salt from the middle of Africa. <laughs> wow. I love that. Okay, so there's some big things that you said, and I'm a big believer in a lot of it. So one is the microplastics and the plastics. There's there is I'm actually in the process of writing a book. And talking about uh, really, it's it's a book geared, geared towards holistic weight loss. But one of the things I'm talking about in some of the interviews I've had is the water. And there's a lot of great articles. If you look, you can see like the Maldives is just full of plastic chemicals. The um, the there's that recent article that has been going around showing that like we are consuming like a credit card worth of plastic like every day or, or something like that. I mean, there's wow. just so much plastic. And then there's a great doctor, Dr. Shauna Swan, who talks about mm. these phthalates and these these um, 
these plastics and these estrogen mimickers and how it is really mm. affecting uh, women's fertility, men's testosterone. Mm. And we are entering this mm. epidemic of, you know, women can't get pregnant. And what is the source of this? All these, an accumulation of toxins and one of them being the microplastics. And so Sure. I love that you just said that and, and we're just not unaware. We're unaware. I think like one of the things you told me is Himalayan salt, for example, the way they, they get it is they use dynamite to blow it out. Right. Mm. So yeah. there's, there's, so no- there's such an, such a huge demand that they don't really have a choice, but to extract it with dynamite. So there is potentially toxic residue in there. We, we're not sure. And uh, apparently, some of the communities are getting paid ten dollars per ton, so that um, that doesn't feel feel very cool either. Yeah, there's no incentive to like really, you know, purify this or do a good job. And I know Oryx does a great job, and we'll talk about that too, is in, in how you give back. But I think it's a huge problem, and if we can reduce that toxic load, when it, whether it be our water. And our salt. I mean, these are common things that we're constantly putting in our bodies. And so we need to purify. There needs to be some purity. I recently in the last year switched to distilled water just because of that. And a lot of the functional medicine practitioners that I'm surrounded with were noticing in all of their patients. Guess what? Some of the things you're talking about, radioactive elements um, was coming Mm -hmm. up for them. And uh, toxic metals kept coming up, pesticides like glyphosate. All these things kept coming Mm -hmm. up in these clients over and over again. And guess what the source was? the water. When they changed the water, people got better. So really interesting. And then the second thing you mentioned that I want to point to, you said is water has life. And I had a great podcast guest Mm -hmm. on uh, Jonathan Butts, who's the CEO of Natural Action Tech. And he is, we were talking about that water has a DNA, it has life. Mm -hmm. And when it's going through, you know, like you said, when water's traveling through the rocks, it's forming this, Mm -hmm. this life and the, the DNA of water somewhere in South Africa is completely different where I'm at in the United States and Idaho. And that's beautiful. But a lot of this life is uh, contaminated or uh, destroyed through um, bottled water, for example. And we, we lose a lot of that, that energy, that life. And so your salt, like you're saying, there is this vibration that comes up with it. It's not just um, the minerals, which of course, that's great, but it's actually like this, it, it is a life. And I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. I mean, in fact, water, when it goes through square pipes to reach our homes, that breaks, um, you know, that breaks that life and that vibrancy and the frequency. And if, if one was to put water back into a free flow mm. um, formation, that, that life, that movement, um, that infinity symbol um, actually brings that life back into water, which is quite fascinating as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So you mentioned we've got, um, we've got obviously the purity. Oryx is just, I mean, mm-hmm. we we know the purity is there. It, what else makes, you know, Oryx desert salt different? Does it, do you notice other than purity and the vibrancy, is there a difference in minerals or anything else that uh, everyone should know about? Um, so all salts uh, have a, a same, same, but different. Um, so we've got the 75 minerals and trace elements, but obviously from this beautiful ancient rock strata in the desert, it's got its own special, um, balance of minerals and trace elements. And and I believe that it's perfectly balanced by nature. 
Um, so it, it's it's given in in the ratio that the body uh, resonates and and um, understands and and um, responds to um, for our health. And so if any salt is so like table salt, it is demineralized, and so the body doesn't recognize it as a whole food because it actually isn't. It's been you know it's been adulterated. Um, and then interestingly, it has a really beautiful flavor. Um, yeah. So it's a bit like I, I, I compare it with a fine wine. Um, you know, different wines have a different terroir. And so um, when you actually do a direct comparison and you grind uh, Oryx Which I did at the hand, biohacking conference, which we did. You did? Which we did there. We did like a little tequila kind of shot, and, but with salt, <laughs> no tequila. And uh, you had me test the, the two differences. And so, yeah, explain yes. like what will people notice? Um, I know what I experienced, but what will people notice typically? So generally, Oryx salt seems to pick up all of the, open up all of the taste buds. So it's, it's, it's more than salt. It's almost a flavor enhancer, whereas sea salt tends to pick up the salty, bitter, and sharp. And it's interesting. I, I still haven't done it, but I need to stand at a, at a conference and have a little camera and, and watch people's reactions. Because generally, people say to Oryx, yeah, that's salty, but it's a, it's, a, it's a neutral. And then as soon as they have sea salt, it's like, oh that's too salty <laughs> and yeah. they tend to be quite a sharp bitterness and an astringent and it's and it's harsh um so there is as well as the minerals and trace elements the purity it actually has an amazing flavor as well which is which is awesome yeah and then also just talk about you know you guys some of the philanthropy and some of the things that you guys are doing to to give back so, yeah, so as I mentioned um, to you earlier, um, prior to Oryx, I had um, an NGO where we, we workshopped 30,000 children around the country in a, in a project called Transformation Through Celebration. And, and making a difference and giving back has always just been close to my heart. Um, and, you know, we, I come from a, you know, a privileged environment and the beautiful Bushman sand communities of the Kalahari, which are actually the the first people on the planet um, have been marginalized over, you know, over the last hundred or 200 years even. Um, and it wasn't that long ago where the, the last Gwikwe, and it's got a Gwikwe tribe, um, it's, they have the click lang language, um, and they were the last roaming tribe of the Bushmen, and they went into a settlement. Because the, of the fences, because of the environment, they were suffering from drought. They were they were suffering from starvation, and so, you know, their life revolved around finding water and and you know spending days tracking an animal. And and when they did, um, there was a prayer and a blessing for the spirit of the animal. They were incredibly connected to to all of the elements and so absolutely in tune they could they could see what happened on the earth what the interaction with animals um they were able to feel when there was an animal within a certain distance from them even though that they, they, they couldn't see it with their own eyes wow. um, and so this was the land where the bushmen roamed freely and 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 i i believe that the salts also got a a, a bit of their their wisdom and the, the connection with all of the elements um and so there is a beautiful project um where there was a land reclaim and our national parks 
gave land back to two communities, the Kamani San and the Mir communities. And in fact, there was a lot of fraction between them. And when this happened, there was there was a, a unity and there was a healing that happened. And then there's a beautiful lodge called Kaus Lodge, and it actually overlooks a heart-shaped salt pan. And it's right in the in the center of the two the the, the two lands that were given back to them. And so we give a donation of sales um, back into the communities to support education and to support what is needed and required by the community. Very um, cool. So, yeah, so it's, uh, and also, you know, I started, as I mentioned, packing grinders on my, ta- on my table, and we now have a packing room of 10 staff. They all come from a disadvantaged community, um, you know, close to where our packing house is. And and so we've grown from one to I think we're about twenty three staff now. So it's making it's probably feeding fifteen or so families, or it's feeding twenty three families actually. Um, and a net spin off is even more than that. I I, I love that. I, you, one of the things when we connected actually because we connected prior to the conference just via email, and one of the things that just really gravitated me to you was you're just your background, single mom, entrepreneur. I mean, I just, I'm not a single mom, but uh, I know what it's like to be an entrepreneur and I know what it's like to have kids. So I totally resonated with your story and I just loved your mission and then uh, what you stood for, but then also how you're giving back. And it just, I I just, I love that. that, That's what you're, that's what you're doing. You're you're finding ways to give back. I'm a big believer in that too. Yeah, so. I, I believe in flow, and 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 it's and it's been a beautiful journey of, you know, when you give back here, it doesn't necessarily come from there; it comes from somewhere else, and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and just and really making br- bridging the gap where we can. Yeah. One last thing about what makes your soul different too, and I know you talk about this a lot, is the grinder. And you talk about I I didn't realize this until you mentioned it, but I guess most grinders are guess what? Made of plastic. (laughs) And so you specifically, you guys use a ceramic grinder, right? Yes. So, um, so the casing is plastic, but inside the white mechanism is ceramic. And so we we say that our grinders are 20 times and more refillable. I've had mine in my kitchen for about five years. And so you only buy your grinder once and then you just keep refilling and refilling and refilling. And yes, I I haven't found another product in the U.S. um, that um, has anything besides the plastic or the polycarb grinder head. And so when you buy that, you grind as you're grinding salt into your food, you're grinding plastic over your food too. Mm. And then you throw it away and you volunteer buy another one and you grind more plastic into your food (laughs) and you keep throwing and you keep keep purchasing and so um last year we saved about uh grinders um and heads from landfill or recycling uh, because all of our loyal consumers are just buying the refill boxes um so it makes so it's ends up being a whole lot cheaper than buying one grinder and, and four of the refill boxes that um, refills at 10 times versus buying 11 grinders and throwing them away and buying another 11. Yeah. Um, so it's it's making a difference to the planet. It's making a difference to your health. Um, and it actually feels different as well, which is really interesting. The ceramic grinder is very smooth. It is. Um, but when you, when you become aware of the plastic, it's cranky and it's hard. And mm. that's because the salt is actually grinding and wearing away the the plastic teeth inside. Ah, wow. Okay. I didn't realize Mm. that. Um, I wanted to ask you another question too, just about salt in general. And I mean, just because you are a salt expert and, you know, I work with a lot of weight loss and just health 
clients, health coaching clients, and what comes up often is, oh, Joel, I, 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 I don't want to put too much salt on my food or I, sh- I, I don't salt, mm-hmm. salt I was told was bad. And I'm always trying to reprogram them and say, that's actually not true. So I'm curious, you know, here you are, mm-hmm. here, you are, you're a, you are a salt expert. Like, what do you think about that in terms of like salt always being demonized as it's the villain of hypertension and blood pressure? Like, what are you seeing? What's, what are you really seeing out there? Or what are um, your it's, it's a really sad fact, actually, <laughs> that the doctors have been indoctrinated that salt is bad. It, it, it's, it's, it's bizarre that some, and that, that a, a mineral that is so absolutely essential to us, to, to our, our life and our existence um, has been demonized. Um, and I think uh, there's a beautiful book by Dr. James Antonio, and he's a um, cardiovascular um, researcher. And the way he put it really summed it up for me is that the wrong white crystal got the bad rap. So between sugar and salt, so sugar is obviously a multi, multi-billion dollar industry. And they are actually, they look very similar. And so somehow through media, through, you know, propaganda, I guess, um, we, the, the attention wasn't put onto sugar and its effects on our health. Um, salt was used as a scapegoat, essentially. Um, but water and salt are the essence of life. We can't live with either one of them. Um, although, interestingly, to some degree, it's become true because table salt is toxic for us. Yeah. So, if, if table salt is called salt in that regard, yes. So I really feel like we need to start splitting and defining very clearly between refined and processed and unrefined and unprocessed and whole and mineral rich. Um, it's a bit like if I was to give you a glass of balsamic vinegar with your beautiful medium rare filet um, or Wagyu beef steak. Um, and, you know, you'd be shocked. I go, oh, but it comes from grapes. You know, it's not the same thing. Um, so yeah, so we really, um, table salt is an absolute, as I said, put it in, put it underneath your sink and use it for wine stains. Um, whereas choosing the, the, the salt that you have, and obviously it's also making choices and really understanding what are the products you're purchasing from the supermarket that are produced, um, any, any cooked meals or, or packaged meals, have salt in them and they're using a table salt and a refined because it's easier because it flows and it doesn't clump. So what's fascinating is salt's intrinsic value and it's, and it's, it's, it's real job, so to speak, is that it is hydroscopic and it absorbs moisture. So table salt has got all these various different chemicals stopping it from absorbing moisture, which is sacrilegious in a way. It's like, hang on, that's what I'm supposed to do. I, I need to be in the body to help the body, the cells, and the intercellular fluid to stay hydrated because yeah. it holds the moisture. So there's this perfect balance between um, the water you drink and the salt that you take. And, and uh, I mean, I'm sure many people have heard of putting a pinch of salt in your water. And because actually drinking three liters or something of water without having salt in it, often that water flushes through. And it's quite an interesting experiment when you put the salt in you don't you don't seem to flush it through quite quite as much, yeah. Um, because the the salt and the water 
um, create this beautiful alchemical balance um, for what the body for the body to absorb and hold on to the to the hydration, which is so essential. Yeah, and just to be clear, when you're saying table salts, or that you're talking about like sodium chloride specifically, right? Exactly that. Yes, yeah. okay. um, because it's had all of the minerals and trace elements um, pulled out of it. It's it's pure sodium chloride with. I don't know. There's one article, choose your poison. There's 20 different aluminum silicate and ferrum phosphate and chemicals that the body doesn't relate to or know what to do with. Um, and so, yes, it does make your food taste taste better, but it's not offering your body um, what is what is essential to it. Yeah. And, and, and salt is the smallest ingredient in any meal, but it makes the biggest difference. So choosing your salt makes the biggest difference as well. Yeah, 100%. I always tell clients, I'm like, listen, salt is not the enemy. The problem is, I'm like, you should be salting your food all the time. What the biggest culprit of of, of people getting too much salt intake in their diet is processed food. Mm -hmm. I'm like, instead, exactly. put down the white processed bread <laughs> that is loaded mm -hmm. with sodium chloride and all kinds of other crap and mm -hmm. just salt your foods normally and you'll be just fine. And so it's a paradigm Absolutely. shift. So I'm glad we're- uh, Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I and I, I really believe that, and I think Himalayan also had a play a part to play in this. But the fact is, when you start choosing the salt that you're putting into your meal and and into your cooking, I am trusting that that will translate into people people's awareness growing in well, where is my vegetables coming from, and where what is the source of my meat, and actually like a little bit of a you know, grind in a sprinkle of consciousness because you starting to create awareness of the other products because this is the smallest one. So yeah. then it makes sense that they, you know, people will start um, investigating and getting curious about what the source is of their other products. I love that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this, I just, now that you mentioned, this could be the jump off for a lot of people to really start to completely change their health. But you, and I know like for all of us, when I started this podcast, the hack life, um, you know, I always think about, I love hacks, but I also don't like hacks because I always tell people like, you'll, you'll never get to mastery trying to hack your way through life. You do need to know, mm. like you need to master things and you need to have systems, but sometimes when we just learn a hack here and a hack here, that becomes the momentum or the nudge to get us to transform your life. And I know for me, yes. that was, that was also true. So I love that. Um, I'm curious, any, you know, any exciting projects that you're working on right now? Um, so yeah, obviously it's been a dream to be in the U S for, from the very beginning um, and we only launched last year so the US really is my my, my, my big project and my intention let's go um, I'm so day yeah 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 and I'm so deeply grateful um, to Whole Foods and to the very beautiful buyer that um, I met originally um, who understood it he he got it um, and that was so exciting for me um, and because apparently they don't often or not anymore give a global listing, um, which is means that it's in all stores across the US. And so now it is mostly accessible. I know some people are a few hours from Whole Foods. Um, it is also available on our website. Um, we have a, we've recently launched a web shop. Um, and in fact, um, if you pop onto 
the web shop and you put in a Joel 10, um, oh. you will get a 10% discount. There we go. Um, and our products on our on our web shop are also at wholesale. Um, so you can buy a box of six and you can share it with your friends and your family and you can get your get your loved ones hooked and switched on to good RX Desert Salt. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead and do that, guys. Joel 10. I don't get anything. I don't get any money or any kickback from that. I just completely believe in the product and um i just want to pass those discounts back to my my listenership so uh i, I let thanks for thanks for bringing that up Pleasure. Really cool. and, and it really is a lifestyle gift it's a great stocking filler everyone uses salt every single day um and that's it's been it's been so interesting because when i first had the idea and i told my mom and she was like what takes me so long to get you a box of box of salt like you've got to sell so so much salt but everyone uses salt on, you know, on every meal practically. Um, and, and so by gifting it to somebody that you love, you know that you're, you're really doing a good thing. You are, you, 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 you're making a difference to their health and to their lifestyle yeah. um, and, um, and to the planet. And, um, and in fact, there's a very beautiful, there's history around gifting salt. Um, I think it's in the Jewish tradition. If you move homes, you give salt and bread, mm. which are the two things that, you know, you in a way that you need in a home is you need bread and you need salt and you break bread together. You know, there's that whole beautiful tradition around breaking bread. Um, and so there's there's beautiful tradition in it as well and, and a ritual, um, so to speak. So it's that's it's a lovely part, you know, something beautiful to do for friends and families. Yeah. One, you know, one quick question though, I noticed a couple of things. One is when we met in person, you gave me an Oryx desert wine salt, which I thought was really neat. And, and I also saw you guys have pepper, uh, on the website, which I love salt and pepper goes together. Great. We can just get all in one, but what's the formulation on the wine salt? What makes that different? How should people use that? And then also on the pepper note, is there, I don't know how, I don't even know how pepper is cultivated. So is there some, are, is there some, uh, you know, deep something pepper special, something special that <laughs> is unadulterated, just like the salt? Pretty much. I mean, it's taken me a long time. I've always wanted to, I want to support Africa and the people in Africa. Um, so, but they, they, they aren't many suppliers of salt in Africa, besides Madagascar, which is a little piece of Africa that's broken off. Um, and Madagascar is one of the most corrupt countries, apparently, in the world. Oh. So um, we are supporting um, small-scale farmers in Madagascar. So um, buying our salt is also making a difference, which is amazing. And apparently, interestingly, I love salt, but I don't like pepper. <laughs> but apparently, it's a really amazing, pungent and flavorful uh, pepper. So do yeah. try that. So, Joel, you are actually one of the lucky ones. I'm not sure if I'll be launching um, the wine salt in the U.S. That was some of my last bottles that I had. Um, but we have a right. very beautiful – you are lucky you. Um, <laughs> we've got a very beautiful smoked salt, and it's an authentically cold smoked over French oak shavings for 18 Ooh. hours in a very beautiful little wooden smokehouse shack on the edge of an amazing river out in, in um, a couple of hours from Cape Town. And we also have possibly um, one of the only free from barbecue salts on the market. So please ah. start reading your labels. There's a lot of nonsense in barbecue salts. Um, often they put a third or a half of the bottle is maize or wheat fillers. They call it fillers. Mm. And that's so that they don't have to pay the cost of the, of the spices because obviously spices is, you know, the cost of those are more. And so our barbecue is 
pure spice, oryx salt, um, some herbs, and mix in a very beautiful blend, um, and nothing added that that isn't supposed to be in this. There's absolutely no nonsense. And it is, interestingly, I didn't use my barbecue salt for a couple of years. And then one day I had a bottle and I was like, well, let me just sprinkle it on these um, butternuts that I'm roasting. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And now I put my barbecue salt on almost everything. everything yeah. My fried eggs in the morning, my son puts it on his popcorn. Um, so please, yeah, try that out as well. It's It's quite amazing. Okay, that's great. I didn't even know about that. So I, I'm going to have to stay tuned on the newsletter and make sure that I'm getting all these different variety of salts. I mean, it's really neat. And I mean, you know, as you grow, I mean, I'm sure you can do so many cool things like have different salts for different seasons of the year. Like we're going in the US, we're going into the fall. But, you know, there, I'm sure, like you said, barbecue, there's gonna be so many different genres of different salts. So I, I look forward to seeing all the things you guys come up with awesome yeah anyone who, who does purchase via the website will obviously get your your email address and we have the most delicious lemon salt mm. it's organic lemon organic orange a little bit of organic sugar and salt it is the best rim salt for a margarita and it can take <laughs> a really bad margarita to the best margarita you've ever had so I'm really looking forward to getting to a place where we can, you know, I'll reach out to everyone and ask, you know, if they're interested, if they would purchase it, if we were to launch it on our web shop, which I'm sure most people will. Um, so, yeah, look out in three or six months time. I'm really excited to launch the, the lemon salt. Awesome. Promoting alcoholism, too. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just the kidding. Occasional margarita oh, yeah, on a Friday afternoon. Can't Absol do anyone any harm. Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome stuff. I, I want to wrap things up and uh, jump into some lightning round questions that I have for you. But uh, before we do it, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I had? Um, oh, maybe why is it called Oryx Desert Salt? Why, um, Samantha, why is it called Oryx Desert Salt? <laughs> so this beautiful creature um, I love the is logo, the Oryx the Gazelle the logo um and and let me try bring it closer it actually has a heart for real on its um uh on its forehead um so it's a uh, a gazelle which is endemic to the kalahari desert and many years ago um when i had i didn't have a child or a business and i had no responsibility i was wild and free um i actually did an incredible five-month journey in namibia and if you haven't been to namibia or south africa i really urge all of you to put it on your on your bucket list um so Nam namibia is predominantly desert um and we had um we ended up in the very north, which is the border of Angola and Namibia. And we hadn't gone to this, got to this enigmatic place called the Skeleton Coast where there are whale bones and it is so remote, it's really hard to get to. And so we ended up doing a 120-kilometer, a 75-mile walk um, along the Kuneni. But the Kuneni River is very windy. So we'd actually leave the river in the morning after pre-hydrating. And that was an interesting learning that I had is – before you go on a hike or a walk is to drink a lot of water so that you're not playing catch up. So you never get to a place of dehydration. You just, you, you hydrate before and then you top up as you go along. And I ended up having close encounters with the Oryx within 10 feet. And so some years later, when I had the opportunity to brand and create a product um, of 
from this beautiful salt from Kalahari, this masked creature with the horns. So one of our hashtags is spot the horns in Whole Foods or spot the horns (laughs) wherever you can, actually. Um, And I discovered also later on, a couple of years later, once it was already the logo, is that some Oryx can go their whole lives without drinking water, Mm. but they can't go weeks without licking salt. The salt is so important to their survival in the incredibly harsh conditions of the Kalahari Desert. And their hair is hydroscopic. So they absorb the moisture and the dew from the desert air at nighttime. And they hydrate hypodermically, which is another phenomenon. Um, but it's the salt and the, you know, the fact that the salt allows them to stay hydrated. Um, and so it really is the perfect symbol for this beautiful salt from the desert. Wow, that is amazing. I didn't. I, I knew a little bit about the hike, but I didn't know about the oryx and that speci- specificity. So that's amazing. Awesome yeah. stuff. All right, you ready for some lightning round questions, and then we'll kind of wrap things up. Sure. <laughs> Fire away. <laughs> All right. You know, Samantha, I'm curious. What are some choices that you made that you think made you who you are today? Some choices. Um, or, or a choice. Or a choice. Maybe it was just like a, there's a choice that just sticks out in your head. So I have to say there's been one person who's been quite um, uh, intrinsic to my journey of trusting. Um, Michael A.J. Singer. I don't know if you've heard of. He's written two books, The Surrender Experiment and yeah. The Untethered Soul. Yeah. Um, really trusting. You know, there have been, they've been quite a few things along this journey that would have been you know, put me into complete fear or were potentially the end of my business. Um, I had a partner for a year and after a year, he simply didn't want to be part of the business anymore. And I was in a corner. We were still new. We were small. We weren't growing. And by just trusting and doing the work and having faith and having an intention Mm -hmm. has just pulled me through some pretty scary situations. Amazing. I love that. Any Every entrepreneur needs to hear that over and over again because uh, there's a lot of days <laughs> right. you think you aren't going to make it. And uh, yeah, faith over fear. Love that. Absolutely. You know, who's, you're doing so much for the health and wellness world. And I'm curious, is who inspires you or anybody that you're following? Or yeah, who inspires you? Sure. I mean, I, I realize that being inspired is part of my the values and my pillars of building Oryx. I, I need to stay inspired. And in fact, that biohacking conference, thank you, Dave Asprey. Thank you, you. Thank you, all the beautiful people who were there. It was such an inspiring place. And everyone was inspired by each other and the information that was being shared. Um, so I, I'm, I'm often moving between, I listen to podcasts and audiobooks constantly. I mean, we, we live in such an incredible time that there, all this knowledge is just being shared. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, Robin Sharma, I followed for quite a while, the 5am club, um, okay. that he got me through quite a few periods where, I just needed that. I just needed that dedication of getting up and having that practice. Yeah. Um, Dr. Zach Bush um, was was my shining light through Corona. Um, his wisdom is incredible, and I'm really excited because he's coming to South Africa in November. Oh, nice. Um, 
And in fact, I think it was two years ago, was yeah, sort of at the end, towards the end of the first year of the pandemic, I ended up sending him some salt just to say, thank you. You've just been such a, an inspiration to me. Um, and then, of course, then I've got on to Rich Roll and Aubrey Marcus. And there really are, we're living in a time of such incredible incredible people um you know joel thank you for sharing all the knowledge that you are and and connecting and networking and drawing the dots together yeah. um so i bounce around a lot i have to say <laughs> you do. Um, in fact joe Dispenza um at the moment is is one of my key people um and and i've had a couple of really profound experiences of you know, going deep into the meditation and putting an intention and some really profound magic um, has happened. Um, but that, that's that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, love that. I am a big reader, as you can see. I got a whole bunch of books behind me. I can um, see. <laughs> any, are there any books that for you that stood out for you or that had a huge impact on your life um, that you'd recommend someone else read as well? Um, so I'm, yeah, I do audio books more than reading. Um, sure. although there are, there are a few, um, one of the recent ones is, um, it's a book by Toka Paterna. It's called Belonging. Mm. Um, and it's just, the, the book is, but every page, almost every sentence is poetry. Um, that's been, been quite incredible. As I mentioned, Michael AJ Singer's two books. Yeah. Um, there's great. a recent book that I read and, um, it's it's called the last bushman winter has come and it is actually available on amazon and the author paul myberg lives still in cape town and he lived with the bushman for on and off for 30 years but for i think seven years he lived with the loin cloth and with the last tribe the the Gwikwe tribe and and the way he's brought across um, their their nature, their spirit, and and how they lived um, is also quite an incredible and profound read. Um, so if you're looking for something different, um, that I'd highly recommend. Awesome, love that. And then you know, last two questions, and we'll wrap it up. Any any rituals or hacks or practices that you do on on a regular basis? You know, some people have gratitude practices or journaling. What do you do? Um, uh, gratitude is one of my pillars. Um, it's, it's a constant. Um, I think it needs to be everyone's practice. Um, I live in an incredibly beautiful place, Cape Town. I'm surrounded by mountains. Um, I'm very blessed to have a very cold ocean on my doorstep, literally two minutes. So this morning I went and had my 20 minute swim in, I'm not sure, 40, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. um, so actually at the, the conference, I was in the cold tub for about six or seven minutes and everyone who followed behind me, I didn't want to stay in longer because there was a long queue and everyone else jumped in for two minutes. So I realized that my cold swimming has definitely built my capacity for the cold. Oh yeah, And that has helped me through some really stressful times and some moments where there could have been complete panic, but it definitely builds one's capacity to handle stress. Um, and and where I swim, it's a little wild corner of the ocean. Um, the magic that I've had down down at the beach, um, yeah, that's that's one of my 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 daily practices. Awesome. Last but not least, Samantha, where can people find you and the the good people at Oryx Desert Salt? 
Awesome. Thank you. So, um, Oryx, so I want to just put up the packaging because it's an unusual spelling, O-R-Y-X, Desert Salt. So if you were to just Google that um, on our web shop, um, please follow us on Instagram. We've got some very beautiful posts that we like. We, we really feel like we're sharing the magic of Africa on our Instagram. And our web shop, our USA web shop is there as well. Um, my direct uh, cell phone number is on our contacts page. Um, my email address, the inquiry email, will come directly to me. If you have any questions, please feel free reach out. Awesome, Samantha Skyring from Oryx Desert Salt. Thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you. It's been amazing. Love chatting to you, Joel. Thank you.